Welcome to the Sales Mindset Podcast, where we talk about anything that is going to help you have the right mindset for success, particularly in sales. Ryan, what's our question today? So today we're going to be talking about rejection. So we've kind of covered rejection quite a bit, mostly on the call reluctance, like fear side of it. Mm -hmm. But rather, uh, today I want to talk about when it comes to rejection, using the positive aspects of rejection moving forward. Okay. Okay. So... It's particularly when we talk about the growth mindset, there's yeah. uh, the growth mindset was something that was studied by Carol Dweck, and it's often talked in relation to grit. But another area where growth mindset can be talked about is deliberate practice. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about grit, we talk about growth mindset and deliberate practice. Grit is the idea that effort is squared when it comes to your results, and it creates this curve of what seems like from the outside sudden results no one ever sees you struggling, right? However, the big piece of that, and this is the the deliberate practice and growth mindset component of it, is that you have to actually look to grow from the failure, right? So rejection is a failure, Mm -hmm. right? And no one has ever gotten anywhere without risking that failure. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with risking that failure. Uh, There's a quote from Abraham Lincoln, and uh, I'm probably going to butcher it since I don't have it in front of me, but essentially my only concern is not that you've failed, but that you're content with your failure. Mm -hmm. Uh, And there's another one from Henry Ford who said, failure is just an opportunity to begin again, this time more intelligently. Mm -hmm. So when we look at any rejection that you get, you need to see it not just as, okay, I've ticked off the box. I'm more likely to succeed next time. But, uh, all right, I failed. What could I do better here? So the idea is whenever you get reject- rejected, you have to look at what caused that particular rejection yeah. and what opportunities, if any, sometimes there's none, uh, what opportunities do you have to learn from it? So if you're in a call center, chances are your calls are always recorded in some way, shape, or form depending yeah. on the laws of your particular state. So go over those calls and see, okay, what did I do wrong here? If you're looking at ghosted rejection, and that is you're, you're not explicitly rejected, but no one ever returns your emails, your voicemails, or whatever, mm-hmm. look at what the way you're crafting those particular messages yeah this is going to require you to have some sort of coach or have some sort of mentor who's listening to you who can listen to the recordings who can go over your your messages and say mm-hmm. oh uh here's a here's a reason why you might not be getting a reply to that uh, today's training for example using more confident language in those linkedin reach outs mm-hmm. that would not give the communication that they're unsure of themselves that's a that's an example of that so that in this case we're preventing the rejection because uh, she hasn't started really doing those reach sure. outs just yet but the same thing if uh i know i was working on some stuff in the other office but you know if i were able to listen to some of your calls this morning i might have been able to give you some feedback yeah i know you're you're speaking more in your own network so it's probably less of a concern when sure. you're not that going on but if you're talking cold calls that's definitely something that you want to listen. This is yeah. why working solo is less advantageous or remote work even is mm-hmm. less advantageous 
to working in a in a team setting where people can overhear you talking and give you feedback. And of course, that also requires you to be open to yeah. that particular feedback. No matter how it feels, multiple minds are going to be better than one. Sure. And even if you don't have access to a proper mentor or a proper coach, which ideally you should, mm -hmm. but in the event that you don't, from at kanaz.com, you can find a great one. But uh, even if you don't, just having somebody to bounce it off a wall with, people feel it, it's very much an emotional intelligence endeavor making those first connections, especially when we're talking about the cold calls or even an extended conversation or running those fake simulations with, with a friend or your partner or even better, like a brief phone call, pretend you're the secretary that's gatekeeping in your industry and I'm going to try to break through it. I'm going to try to talk to you. And just running that with any person can give you a certain amount of feedback. Hearing it out loud in a no-stake situation or them giving you feedback on what you're saying is a huge thing. So what we have with, with our salespeople are the after-action reports. Mm -hmm. And the after-action reports are exactly for that. They're to allow you to get down on paper the way something went so that um, if new if a new person comes to you as the manager and says, okay, here's my after-action reports. Yeah. Help me grow from these. And that's just getting your stuff down on paper immediately after that particular mm -hmm. call. That's part of that deliberate practice. You don't need one of our after-action yeah. reports. Make your own after-action reports. All it is is a basic reflection of what was I expecting to happen? How did that actually go? What could I have done better? What did yeah. I do well? What do I think I did well? You know, it was it the customer? Was the customer just, did they just hang up? Obviously, there's nothing you can do about that yeah. outside of looking at what the first few words you said out of your mouth were. Mm -hmm. I think uh, to almost take it in a slightly different direction, building off of that, it's very much reviewing what you've done and then trying to apply new knowledge. Mm -hmm. And that is a learning process. Mm -hmm. So making a mistake, it is a good thing, but you're almost certainly going to make it again. Yes. And going and saying, it's about the self-talk that you do to yourself where you make a good decision or you make a poor decision or you, you mess up a sale or you say something wrong on a call and you do write it down immediately afterwards and you try to work on it, you practice it, but then you still make the mistake again. Mm -hmm. What's very important is the self-talk in that process mm -hmm. because I think it's really easy. I know I do it so much. It's a, it's one of, probably one of the biggest things that I, I do. It's a problem where I hold myself to a really high standard when I make a mistake, go really hard on myself. And using the standard of treating yourself as your own employee and your own boss is an interesting thought experiment on it, I think. It's it's a delicate balance because, mm -hmm. yes, you can be too nasty with yourself, but sometimes... You can be too soft. Yeah, you can. I, it, there's a, I, I heard something that said uh, the lazy people look at the people who work and say that they're obsessed and, mm. and overbearing, and the, the people who do yeah. all the work think that they are lazy, uh -huh. right? And then they push themselves harder and harder, and of course... You know, thinking about the podcast where we talked about positive mindset, that's where you get yeah. careful with it. I think another element of it is to continue learning, to continue learning, reading books about sales or about how you can approach sales better. There is tons on LinkedIn. There's tons yeah. on YouTube that uh, and TikTok that give you advice on sales. Hell, the advertising that I get mm -hmm. just because I talk about we we talk about sales so much, I get so much. Uh, advertising that I actually learn from the advertising, and I, I obviously I don't buy it. Otherwise, I'd probably be spending a fortune on different yeah. types of sales techniques. But just the idea of what are you reading and what are you doing to grow as a salesperson, so mm -hmm. that your your ability to reflect on those situations 
can can grow. I loved that when I got Challenger and Let's Get Real for a person today, they're like, oh, this is great. I'm going to be able to learn more. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this girl has yeah, yeah. That, that is going to set her up for success. Yeah, she is. And she's been here, honestly. Yeah. Very, very ready to learn. There's so much knowledge out there. It's almost overwhelming. And trying to have the expectation that you're going to learn everything at one time is unrealistic. You should always be growing and putting in strong effort. It's it's a part. It's effectively a full time job, but it is a job that should always be focused on on the side. Like we like to talk about with any industry, you always have a side job that's lead gen. Mm-hmm. Another side job is growth and paying attention to yourself. Yeah, not to to bastardize uh glenn gary glenn ross but a always b b <laughs> growing right yeah uh but yeah and, and if you're new to sales there's some common books and common yeah. methodologies that are great starts to help you grow there's no one right methodology yeah or framework or whatever let's get real or let's not play challenger sale or two that i just mentioned but there's also the uh, Miller Hyman strategic selling, mm-hmm. there's spin selling, there's trap book. selling by Keenan. Was that? It's a great book, spin yeah. selling. Yeah. Yeah. Um, by Keenan. There's uh, To Sell This Human by Pink, which is more of a philosophy. There's Sandler selling. A classic that will help you understand your ability to grow is the How to Win Friends and Influence. Yeah. Even yeah. if it's a little dated in its language, the principles are still. Pretty, yeah, really pretty relevant that. today. Mm-hmm. I remember one thing that you had said a while ago that actually stuck with me pretty good was the idea of if you learn something new today, this sales call is not the time to use it. Hmm. Yeah. Do you have any well, comments on that? It depends on. <laughs> I don't know if that was me that said that. It may have been someone else. I don't want to take credit where yeah. it doesn't do it, but I. I can see the philosophy that would go behind that mm-hmm. uh, that you want to think about how you're going to use a technique yeah. before you use that technique or practice that technique yeah. before you use that particular technique be very comfortable with it yeah but if you're you're in a if you're if you're thirsty yeah <laughs> or you're in a situation yeah. where you really don't have time to do that then some self-practice you know just talking to a mirror mm-hmm. probably will help you out with that it's 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 just basically to get your words right because if you're reading or writing something mm-hmm. it sounds different in your mind yeah than it would if you were speaking it out to another person so you've got to like actually read it yeah so yesterday i was giving a speech at toastmasters and i tried practicing the speech while i was basically supervising something else because i didn't need to be completely on and i figured mm-hmm. okay i'll just read it I couldn't. I couldn't duplicate cadence. I couldn't duplicate yeah. my 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 tempo or my volume or my tone the same way. And I, it, practicing it and timing it when I was mentally reading it versus yeah. even if I, even whispering it is better than nothing at all. Mm-hmm. So be, when you're practicing, if you're role playing against something, uh, whether it's a wall, a mirror, artificial intelligence, whatever it happens to be, yeah, then you want to speak it. Mm-hmm. You, want to, you want to see how it sounds coming out of your mouth. Something that sounds very natural coming out of my mouth might sound very strange coming out of yours yeah. and vice versa. 
you won't hear me saying things like lit fire or that smacks <laughs> or slaps. I'm sorry. You see, see my point. Uh, very often, if ever, because it, I know it doesn't sound right coming out of someone who's where you said when it was old. No, I think it, I think it works. Yeah. Oh, that slaps that? Yeah, yeah. That, that sure does slap. All right. That's, yeah, fire. All right. Lit. Uh, <laughs> um, got completely distracted what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. Uh, on that note, so I'm actually into stand-up, like really big into it. We were actually talking about it last time. It was very topical. Mm -hmm. But I watched a ton of stand-up. I've seen like probably half the collection on Netflix of the you know stand-up section. And I actually been trying to do my own stand-up stuff. And at first, I was trying to write stuff down. And then I would read it back or I would struggle a lot writing it down. And I'd read it back and I wouldn't really understand what I was going for. So what I've started doing is what you're saying. And it's, almost, it's a similar concept because I've started doing it with sales now too where I just open voice memos on my phone or voice notes on my phone. And I just pretend like I'm giving, you know, like an off the cuff, you know, stand up comedy show mm -hmm. where I just have an idea for a joke and I just like run with it. And it's like a 15 minute recording for a five minute joke because I'm just going through and saying, no, no, I don't like that. I actually do run, you know, run it back and then, yeah. you know, do it so many different times in different tones. And I listen to it back and it's the most painful thing in the world to listen to. But I've actually started doing it with sales a little bit where I actually did it with Kanaz when we first started sitting down and doing this, like how I felt the initial intro to a phone call would go. Mm. Just like recording it a few different times and listening to it back and just seeing how I liked it, how the tone went. It's a good way of testing your voicemails out too. Yeah, yeah. The one thing about that though that, that can be really interesting, especially for someone who's not done that before, mm -hmm. is the awkward listening to yourself on a recording yeah you you're not how you think you sound no no i'm used to me and how i sound because of editing all these podcasts uh, and 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 educational videos and and yeah. everything else at this particular point in time but it it's really rough for someone uh -huh. initially no i know i have this thing where my voice i don't know if this is how it usually is but my voice is higher pitched to me than what it is on a recording or at least it's how i perceive it I thought it was supposed to be reverse, but I, I think so because it's it's going through your the the water yeah. basically in your head and whatnot. Maybe it's just the way that I interpret it, or just that I'm so comfortable with it. But when I listen to myself on recording, it sounds deeper, but also more childish to me. When I hear, it, I'm like, oh, no, I don't like that. <laughs> it's it just it drives me crazy. It drives me crazy. But uh, the coming to, back to the main topic here of listening to yourself, uh, going with the intention of growing, right? That's not making mistakes for the sake of making the mistakes. Yeah. And when you're thinking about this, and I, I think this is another caveat I want to throw out there, you may hear yourself make a mistake in real time. Yeah. And that can really throw you off. Yeah. So you want to, this is something I've learned in public speaking, realize that you may have heard it, but the other person probably did not. Yeah. You'll want to correct it later. Mm-hmm. But don't let that get to you. And sometimes it's just, excuse me, I misspoke, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's as simple as that, too. It, yeah. It, it's all, honestly, it's thinking about, like, hearing it out loud and understanding what somebody else would say and how you would not judge them at all. If mm -hmm. they made a simple pronunciation mistake, it's not like you're going to, you're going to, you know, go in on them for it. Or if somebody trips over there and say, oh, excuse me, and they keep talking. Mm -hmm. It's the most natural, calm, human thing in the world to make a small mistake. And keep going with it. When it becomes a problem is if you dwell on it and then have it poison the rest of the conversation. Yeah. You know, as we're talking about this, one of the things I'm, I'm struck by is the idea of making the intention to learn. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I think many people have trouble with 
is laughing at themselves. Mm -hmm. So there's another thing that I think is important for a growth mindset is to be able to laugh at the mistakes that you have made. Yeah. I definitely have a problem with that sometimes where it's definitely, you know, I think as I've gotten older, you know, I think it's just like a general thing as you get older, it doesn't matter as much anymore. But I do still find myself like subtly defending myself when I make a mistake or that that's totally reasonable or somebody will you know, with friends, somebody says something stupid and you make fun of them because it's just fun to do. And I'll find myself, instead of laughing along, I'll be maybe a little insecure and I'll like subtly defend myself. Hey, looking back on my eye, you know, nobody cares what's going on right now. We're all a little insecure. Yeah. I think even the most confident looking person has yeah. a little bit of insecurity in there sure. and nerves. But one of the things I think that sets them apart from people that are confident and they are is that they can be like, oh, that's kind of silly that i feel yeah yeah and again it's always thinking about how you perceive other people mm -hmm. and how often do you really judge people by their mistakes you think about the mistake you made with another person far longer yeah than that other person will ever think about it you're giving so much rent if you will rent free space to yeah. those that don't deserve rent free space yeah. in your head when it comes to those particular errors and those particular mistakes unless they're egregious like uh, I don't know, uh, teaching with your zipper down. Yeah, that happened to you. That's happened. Yeah. I was having an issue with the zipper for a little bit. I don't know what happened. It's like a I, mental thing. Yeah, I don't, I, it's not a forget thing. It's just, I'm, 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 not, I'm cutting that out. Uh, <laughs> maybe not. Uh, but uh, either way, it's it's this, don't take yourself too seriously. Yeah. I, I think that how you view yourself very much comes through and how effective you are. It's definitely something I've been more and more aware of. Not not necessarily with myself, but just like I've been paying more. I've been paying a lot more attention ever since. Honestly, we've been doing this podcast. We've been talking about stuff like this more, and mm -hmm. I've been talking with friends about it. Where I, I, it's becoming very clear to me where days that maybe I'm a little bit more tired and not really feeling 100 percent are also the days that it colors my view on other people as well, or colors the view on hmm. um, how good I think I'm doing at something. Where if I don't feel 100 percent, I also feel externally it's 100 percent apparent if that oh i see i see i see so you're saying that when you don't feel 100 percent, you feel that everyone else can see yeah yeah 100 yeah okay even though it's most likely not true maybe sometimes if you're you know some days you're in a particularly foul mood or things aren't going your way maybe that'll be clear but nobody's really paying that much attention to you no generally and it's it's a very egotistical way of yeah yeah that, oh my god they saw that I mispronounced one single word in a three-hour speech. Yeah. That would be a boring speech. Yeah. <laughs> or really, really engaging. It better be good. I think so. Maybe three, three hours. hours. Yeah, yeah. I, I meant 30 minutes, but yeah. three was a factor there. Yeah. So what's our takeaway here? What do you think? Um, I'm not sure this podcast was lit, though. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Growth mindset. If you have it, if you practice deliberately, if you look at going in any failure, any rejection with the opportunity to really learn from it, that's where success will really come from. Whether you're in sales or not, any any type of failure, you're going to have to scrape your knees from time to time when you're learning to ride a bike. That's why I did that, the, the lit thing. Okay. Fire. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time.